Welcome back, guys. It's been a while. Welcome back to the 4th and 4 podcast. I am your host, Chip, with my co-host today, Shaw, who is back again from a short hiatus, and Patrick. What's going on, guys? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Pretty good. Uh, Everything's good on our end. Uh, You know, Zach Wilson's living it up, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) We will get to that. Maybe Zach yeah. is chilling. <laughs> Nobody's doing as good as Zach Wilson is, I guess, uh, in this situation. But anyway, we got a great episode for you guys. We're going to talk some news as always. Then we're going to jump into our top 12 consensus fantasy running back rankings. That is for PPR format. Then we're going to talk some fantasy running back sleepers. And as always, we're going to close it up with some trivia. So let's talk. Let's talk news. We're going to talk about uh, Deshaun Watson. His hearing is over, ended like last week, something like that. And he's got a suspension coming. Okay. Now, if it was up to me, he wouldn't probably play another down in the NFL, but he makes a lot of money for the NFL. So, unfortunately, I think he's going to play. What do you guys think? Do y'all think that, well, what kind of suspension do you think we're going after him? So, Kamara got six games for beating the crap out of somebody in the elevator so true i don't know like ray rice i'll bed i, I what is thinking season in NFL season six to eight <laughs> fair point i mean it's like elevators it's like a i was thinking like six to, to eight violence, yeah you know but yeah uh i think Just nfl players <laughs> stay away from stay away from elevators yes yeah, take stay the away. stairs just take the stairs um but patrick i think <laughs> i think six to eight uh, is probably what we're looking at as well uh that's the the phrasing used was a hefty suspension or something like that and i, I think six to eight is is pretty good i think the argument for less is that he didn't play at all last year too because of this situation but i don't know i think that i, I think it's a pretty Pretty bad situation that continued to unfold as it went on. Uh, what do you think, Patrick? I think it's going to continue to unfold too. I think the more, I mean, this is never going to escape him and it never should escape him. So, Agreed. I mean, we're going to keep hearing about this stuff all season. There might be new, there could even be new accusations. Who knows? We only thought it was the ones that first came out. A long mm-hmm. time ago, and you just keep hearing about it, hearing about it, just new women coming forward. And apparently it was a thing that was rampant within the entire Texans organization. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, um, just for reference. Um, yeah. Ray Rice got two games. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is getting six. So wow. seeing how the NFL does is really going to show their colors. This was wow. the Ray Rice thing was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was only like, what, 20, 2014, I, I believe. But was that really? is a long time in, when it comes to like all the movements that have been going on, the Me Too movement and all that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I think it was 2014. I'll check on that one real quick. Okay. Yeah, let us, let us know on that. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think with the Me Too movement and everything, I think Deshaun Watson, I think he is probably going to face something like 
probably, you know, eight games is what I would hope for at least. And uh, the Browns are going to start the season two and six with Jacoby Brissett at the helm. So they've kind of sunk Jacoby themselves <laughs> for another That's year. Where are their two wins? Browns fashion. <laughs> 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 they've got a tough schedule too, don't they? I haven't uh, uh, I haven't yeah. looked at their schedule recently. Let me look at that real quick. Yeah, it's not good, but I'll I'll go back to this while you look up that. Yeah, it was uh, it. February of 2014, Ray Rice uh and it was this fiance, now wife, she so she did marry him. Um there was oh, an good. incident in an Atlantic City, New Jersey elevator. <laughs> And yeah. the thing was, uh, they charged him, they indicted him on third-degree aggravated assault, possible jail sentence. Um, he was suspended for the first two games of the 2014 season on July 25th. And I think that's when they suspended him. And then the video came out. Um, Law enforcement officials showed the Associated Press a video on September 8th, 2014, after the suspension had already been levied. And yeah, and that went to TMZ Sports. Okay, okay. Um, and it was bad. That's so, when we first found out the video. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So just just to follow up there, last, last point before we move on, um, the Browns do play the Jets and the Falcons in their first uh, eight games, so... I think that could be two two wins, but they're not winning any of the other ones with the uh, Steelers, Chargers, Ravens, Patriots, Bengals, Dolphins. So, uh, mm. I think I think two and six mm. is what we're looking at here. But let's move forward. We got to move on to Terry McLaurin got his yeah. extension. Uh, yeah, yeah. Terry McLaurin got his extension, three years worth up to seventy one million dollars. That's per sleeper. That makes him the 12th highest paid uh, wide receiver right behind drum roll please is it Christian Kirk Kenny Galladay and Christian Kirk I knew it I knew Christian Kirk was going to be around there insanity <laughs> insanity overpaid <laughs> it's, the, it's the Jacksonville tax unfortunately that makes him uh, i mean i don't know man the, brandon cook's still up there too brandon cook's still up there too that man. duval county tax <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how much brandon cook's getting paid you know what good for terry good for terry he's got oh, carson no, wentz great. yeah he, he's got carson wentz he's gonna need some money no he's gonna need some money he's gonna need some well, money all yes, right so that's a point shaw do you think that i mean carson's obviously is he an upgrade over Fitzmagic or Taylor Heineke. Uh, if if he you know goes out, plays his heart out for a solid eight games, he will be an MVP candidate, and that's if he goes back to himself. And then he's gonna snap something in half, and someone's gonna have to fill in, and then the cycle will repeat itself. You mean his brain? Wins. He's gonna snap his so brain saying, in half. No, what you're no, saying is Washington. The cycle will repeat itself. What you're saying is Washington's gonna win the Super Bowl. That's what you're saying right now, right? They ain't got no Nick Foles behind him. <laughs> I don't even know who they got. Heineke? Actually, oh my God, Heineke. never mind. It's Taylor Heineke. Oh my God, I just trap carded myself. Oh, never mind, man. Yeah, Washington is Super Bowl. Y'all heard it here. That's a, another hot take from Shaw. Uh, <laughs> let's that move would... forward. Let's see. We got 
Seattle, I saw this on Sleeper. Did you see this, Patrick? Seattle has discussed Jimmy G playing for them in the 2022 uh, year. That would instantly make them... That would give them a, a couple more wins than they're already going to get. I, I I have them probably around six to seven-ish wins. Um, yeah. Depends on uh, DK Metcalf because mm-hmm. I think he's still sitting out as well. Um, Is he really? Because he could... De- I, yeah, I think he's going to want to demand a trade, especially if the season starts poorly. And uh, I haven't taken a look at their schedule, but I mean... This is the thing. If uh, poor, oh, what's his face? Uh, their quarterback uh, that got roasted by the U.S. Open uh, Twitter intern. Drew Locke, maybe. Drew, Drew Locke. Yeah. Yeah, him. He got roasted by the U.S. Open Twitter intern. He, if they start off, uh, again, like two and six, then DK, Mac, or like two and four, DK is going to demand a trade. I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, and he's going to get the, it. Oh, I agreed because they are. I think they are in a rebuild, but I think if they start out rough, I think that Pete Carroll's job is probably you know kaput, honestly, because he's on. He seems to kind of well, be on thin ice. This I don't entire know. thing wants to has go through to, with a rebuild with him. I don't know if Pete Carroll wants to go through with a rebuild just because <laughs> this is. I mean, the man's almost seventy years old. I'm going to say, would he survive a rebuild? Does he really want to do a rebuild? <laughs> not no. that he would survive a rebuild. I love, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that about Pete Carroll, but I'm just saying like at that age, you know, this far into your coaching career, do you really want to go through a rebuild? I mean, yeah. unless he wants yeah. to be Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, Bill Belichick is the same age. <laughs> Technically, has been- Pete's like what, like two months <laughs> older than him? Yeah, or something, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the biggest thing here is DK Metcalf. You know, this could be a big upgrade for him because you know if if, he, if he's balling, uh, but their team's not winning, I guarantee you he's going to want to trade. And then where does he go? You know, so we'll see. Or what maybe Jimmy Garoppolo wants that trade too. Yeah, I highly doubt though that San Francisco is willing to trade Jimmy G in division. Yeah, especially yeah. to the Seahawks, it'd be yeah, it'd be that. expensive. And I think I, if I, I just, was old Pete, I'd say, you know what, we're rebuilding. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. What are you going to say, Joe? It'd be DK Metcalf expensive. No, I mean, yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't like I can see that just not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the Forty ers saying, "Why would we do this?" Uh, but at the same time. Patrick saying old senile Pete over there might be able to lure him with a couple <laughs> big old draft picks, everything else, drag him over there. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'm not a big fan of Jimmy G because he uh, didn't play for the Patriots whenever he had a non-throwing shoulder injury. <laughs> and uh, Martellus Bennett actually, you know, cursed him out. And Edelman, I mean, they said they lost respect for him in the locker room. So I guess the dude doesn't have the best reputation of being a locker room guy yeah yeah so I, I don't know if that's a good move for seattle you know that's 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 a lot to spend for someone who overthrew a super bowl winning touchdown Oof. i don't know man yeah yeah it's unfortunate Oof, yeah um uh, moving on we got sunday ticket 
Uh, Roger Goodell announced that the NFL Sunday ticket is moving to a streaming service, which is TBD. We don't know which streaming service it's going to be, but you know, if Netflix offers to up your, up your, uh, rate for the NFL, I think I'd do it. How about you guys? Netflix plus sports, something like that. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. They're going to package it like that. Um, I'd be willing to do it. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about getting a VPN and just saying that I'm in England and streaming NFL <laughs> International that way. But yeah. Um, yeah. either way, um, anything to make it thing. easier for a lot of people. And I mean, DirecTV, this, this is like dinosaur stuff, you know, with mm-hmm. it still being on mm-hmm. DirecTV, even in today's world, it's just them trying to hold on. So, I mean, this could spell the end of, this could, I mean, from, this is a business thing right now, but this could spell the end of DirecTV, you know, really. The real question is, how much is too much for that Netflix bill? Uh... Well, $30, y'all paying $30 for Netflix and sports, or is that too much? This is from my... No, no, thirty dollars is not too much if it's Netflix plus sports. <laughs> there you go. There you go. If All it right, goes up let's, to let's fifty a month, that's we already said no at thirty. Why would you go up to fifty? No, no, no. I'm saying I said no. Patrick said I yes. would pay it at thirty. Patrick, you're smoking crack. I'm not touching that for thirty, man. <laughs> what? Like, like, like you said yourself, you can watch it for free. You can watch it for free. Just get a VPN. VPNs are free. Well, okay. I'm just saying for the you know average. Uh, I mean, I would hope that people would know how to work a VPN, but if you don't, or if you just want to, I don't know, do what you can help Netflix or something. That, yeah, I don't think 30, 30 is too much for the average, you know, human being, the, you know, average Netflix sports user. Oh, okay. I'm done. <laughs> All right. We got to move forward. Get out of here. Shoot. I had to whistle you guys Shoot. down from, we were going to get into a discussion about Shoot. VPNs. I had to, uh. Had to step in there. Baker Mayfield. He is going to the Panthers. This is excellent for DJ Moore, in my opinion. I think that is it, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the UT volunteers or the Texas Longhorns, you know, saying this is our year. But is it DJ Moore's year? Um okay. This is for DJ Moore and also for CMC a little bit. Because um, I think his stock actually went up a little with this news as well. Yeah, I think it did. It, I think it has gone up a little bit, you know, with this news. Yeah. DJ Moore, I'll believe it when, I mean, he, he's got the Terry McLaurin curse as well. Him and Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin are one and the same. Amazing talent. Yeah. But they're cursed with, just subpar quarterback play. Terrible team. Say that too. Say also, it. just a terrible, terrible team. team. I'm pretty sure the Panthers they can't block either. Um, yeah, but they did. Uh, the, their offensive line ranks are are not good as well. No, no, they they draft uh, Ekem. What was his name? That really good tackle from NC State. Uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah. He'll be fine for them. That that's a good starting block. 
building yeah, block. Icky. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. His last name. Icky. But yeah, yeah, he's he's excellent. We'll see. Um, it might be the, just the thing that Matt Rule uh, needs to keep his job because he's another coach that's on thin ice. And what you mean? Huh? It's it's also the thing Baker needs. He's going to be on the sideline, gra- grabbing his junk, planting <laughs> the flag on the field. He's, he's going to get his going to get his fire back because I mean it's a Browns Week One, man. Yeah, that's he's, true. He's going to lay it all out, man. It's going to be some must watch TV. Man. I mean that if is going to be a must see TV. And aren't they going to pay him money to beat them to try and beat them? Yeah, five hundred k, like five hundred k. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I saw this, Sean. This is for you. Some, oh, go ahead. Oh, one more thing. No, go ahead. Saw this, Shaw. This is for this is for you, just to get you riled up. But somebody said that this is the best quarterback that CMC has had. And it's true. Yes. You think that's yes. true? I mean you think this Yeah, I mean y'all are y'all are gonna smack talk Cam, but I mean like at the end of the day, like he he got the bottom half of Cam and injured Cam. So I mean Baker Mayfield's young and healthy. Like I'll agree, yeah. Like Cam was tore up whenever he was with CMC. Yeah. Okay. Just you know, right. bat battered battered version of himself. You know, wish he could have got back, but uh, old boy never got that chance when he got rehabbed. Yeah, that's I a did too. I mean, I, I love the emotionless take from Shaw Cam. <laughs> And no, man, it's, it's pretty emotional. It's pretty emotional, man. Like, as soon as he got healthy, I was like, hey, man, Cam Newton's going to start the season. Going to be a good day. Mac Jones is going to get to learn behind Cam a little bit. Maybe Cam even goes back up and plays receiver. Nope. Cam Newton got cut. I remember that day. I was pretty sad about it. Yeah, I texted you. <laughs> it was unfortunate. And that's the day that I thought that I had uh, won the pie in the face bet. But lo and behold, I did not. Yes, Patrick will be pied. In Actually, the face no, that's the day I thought I lost the pie in the face bet. We would have been there. We made it to the playoffs, by the way. So, <laughs> Chip, uh, I wanted to bring up one piece of news, small piece of news, but kind of uh, kind of monumental for all of us in our fantasy lives. Did you see mm-hmm. that Matthew Barry, this is his last week at ESPN? Really? He is leaving ESPN. Where's he going? I it doesn't say. I don't believe his uh, notice uh, or anything like that. He left a note. You done with fantasy football or something or what? Uh, uh yeah. Um, wow. It doesn't say where he's going. Um, it just says that after 15 years, I am leaving ESPN. I don't know That's if crazy. he's Wham. going. It doesn't say where else. Huh. Wow. That hit home well, that a little is, bit for me because yeah. when I, yeah, when I first got yeah, into Patrick, fantasy my football, boots, yeah, my boots, they're off now. They were on, but now they're off. <laughs> Knock my boots off with that one, Patrick. I almost fell out my damn seat. Matthew Barry has, uh, you know, given some really good advice for fantasy and just one piece of monumental advice that I've tried to take to heart, sometimes do mixed success is um, fantasy football is about minimizing your risk, which is true. Shaw, you don't take this to heart. So there you go. <laughs> take everything to heart. Exactly. Minimize your risk. <laughs> All right. We are going to move forward. We'll touch on that 
We'll touch on that last bit of news, but we got to jump into these fantasy rankings. Okay. So let's go ahead and do that. Like that little transition got going on there. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've, I got heard it. I've got another one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, better. That's yeah, going yeah, deeper. Yeah, yeah. deeper. Yeah. yeah, I'm hyped up. We'll go with that one. Now I'm hyped right. up. We're going to talk about hyped up. fantasy running back rankings. Okay. Uh, we're going to start at one, go to 12, talk about it. We are going to compare our own rankings because we're the list we're going off of is our consensus rankings of all five of us. Okay. That's me, Shaw, Patrick, Nick, and Rob. Okay. So let's kick it off. Number one. The number one uh, consensus running back is Jonathan Taylor. And he was pretty much, he was number one for three of us, for me and Patrick and Nick. He was number two for Robin Shaw. Why, uh, I guess, you know, everyone knows why Jonathan Taylor is number one. But Patrick, you uh, give your case. Uh, my case is the offense that he's in is uh, it's not going to be a high throwing volume offense. I mean, I actually have made the case that Michael Pittman will do well still on that offense, but he's going to be a safety valve for Matt Ryan and his, he was so good last season. And I think he's going to have to worry a little bit less about Naheem Hines as well. Not going to mm-hmm. take a, not going to take as much away. And <sighs> It's hard to repeat as the overall running back one. But right now, that's where I have him ranked because I just don't necessarily see someone who who could clearly break away as the overall running back one. It's a deep, you know, all the way to about five or six, I think for me, is pretty deep and they're fairly close. Any one of them could potentially be running back one. It's it's him versus the field. I'm taking him right now. Um, but also, you know, he. Sorry, I'm distracted by Shaw's notes in the uh, the, <laughs> the docket here. Thank you, Shaw. But you know, I, I think that Always. one. What you you talked about that Der- it's hard to repeat as number one. But you know, if Derrick Henry hadn't been injured he was on pace to blow Jonathan Taylor out of the water. So yeah, I think that's that, true. you know, you could look at it that way. And then it's not, it's not necessarily a repeat because I saw what Derek Henry was paced for. And it was like, it was like 1300 fantasy points and Jonathan Taylor was at 1200. So the whole hundred point difference, but I mean, the, the pace that Henry was on was unsustainable. Um, in but, 20 years, I don't think anyone has ever points. repeated as, as running back one. Right, right. So we'll see. But right now, it's just hard to make the case against Jonathan Taylor. But uh, Shaw, that, that uh, what are your thoughts my on My main him? point, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Shaw, what are your thoughts on uh, Jonathan Touchdown Taylor? Um, he's a really good second <laughs> to the league. Um, <laughs> and I have like no bias. I live in Nashville. But um, yeah, like you said, Chip, the guy was on pace to like just destroy the league in rushing yards. Mm-hmm. He was probably going to get MVP if he didn't get injured. I mean, just being fairsies. Talking about um, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan or? Taylor. Yeah, 
probably no i'm talking about Derek Henry. Oh, okay yeah we're talking about taylor jonathan taylor yeah. was i mean he's he's got that o-line yeah i know i'm just comparing the two with good. the situation because i mean who, who's one and two chip who's one and two <laughs> tell me who's two chip number two is Derek Henry. yeah that's what i thought <laughs> it, it's, it's what i thought yeah so Jonathan Taylor, yeah, that I mean, that's the one for last year. I totally understand why y'all saying that. You know, he's got the old line. Now he's got Matty Ice chilling, throwing great dimes. And now, he, you know, he doesn't have to have the whole workload. But, I mean, Derrick Henry's still there. Y'all acting like he disappeared. He's still there. Not my number one. End of discussion. Sorry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Not sorry. Derrick Henry is number two on our consensus rankings. He is a beast. He is the unstoppable Derrick Henry. Okay. I foresee the only reason that he's not number one on my board is I foresee them, you know, reining in his total touches this year because they really can't afford to have him uh, hurt a foot or, you know, go down to injury again because now we don't even have the AJ Brown security valve to bail us out of trouble. Yeah, so that that's my reasoning. And they did draft Hassan. They also drafted Hassan Haskins, who is similar-ish oh, yeah. in style, as in more of a bruiser, you know, running back as well. He is catching passes out of the backfield too, Hassan Haskins. So he does, you know, if, if he continues to impress in camp, then he could have a lockdown on that number two position where he could catch passes and also be sort of a Derrick Henry light. That way, you know that, you know, he, we could run it up the middle on third down from a shotgun formation, just as, you know, just, it'll just likely go run a wheel route, that kind of thing. What do you think, Shaw? Yeah. Hey man, I totally agree with that. if you have them in a flex position where you can put both of them in the backfield, like quarterback, Derrick Henry to your left, boy over there to the right, slap him on a wheel, Derrick Henry. I mean, fake the counter or something. I mean, you'll have a defense guessing every play. So I, I think it'd be nice. I think it'd be nice. I mean, you know, take a little work off King so we don't break. Yeah. You know, carrying the whole freaking team again. I would. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. Hopefully you can get like Traylon Burks or Bobby Woodson there to, you know, blow the top off the defense too as well. Mm-hmm. That will mm-hmm. really open up that wheel route for Asan Haskins. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We gonna see. We gonna see. Number three uh, running backs is Austin Eckler. Austin, excellent, as some Ooh. might call him. He is excellent. And of course I'm biased that he because he led me to a fantasy championship this last season. But you can't Ooh. really... It, it's hard to deny that his situation has only improved uh, since last year. Am I wrong, Patrick? Uh, you're not wrong. Um, the offense was as, you know, balanced now as it was last year. So, I mean, he got a little older. That's the only thing. Um, true. they don't have Justin Jackson anymore. Uh, they kept Josh Palmer, but he's going to be split out wide a bit more. Um, yeah, I, I mean that, and they're going to have to score a lot of points. You know, absolutely. I, I've absolutely. We keep bringing this up, uh, but the AFC West is just going to be wild. So there's going to be a lot of points scored. 
and Eckler is out there. He's potentially out there all three downs. Um, mm-hmm. Johnson Taylor, he was not consistently out there on third down last year, even despite being the running back one. Uh, Derrick Henry mm-hmm. was not a was not typically out there on third down. It was usually McNichols in passing situations, at least. So yeah, Eckler though, he's out there all three downs. Stays on the That's field. That's why he I actually had him as my second. So that's just as me. did I. Patrick and I had the same uh, top four as it turned out. Um, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. And we'll, we'll get to that. We we were the lowest. Patrick and I are the lowest on uh, Derrick Henry. We both have him in number four. But we will, uh, you, you know, I think it's, you know, Patrick, Patrick, why, why did you have Derrick Henry at four? Um, I just believe they're going to rein in his touches and it's just a little bit more unsustainable. And I mean, that is still a difficult injury to come back from. Uh, not that he, I mean, he came back from it and he was ready in time for that playoff game, but that playoff game, he was a shell of his former self. Obviously he'll be better to start this season, but again, the unsustainable <clears throat> amount of touches led probably led to the injury maybe i mean you don't know but it certainly didn't help absolutely you want to keep him available for the long haul yeah that absolutely i think that's the biggest goal that mike rabel and the titans want they want him to you know increase his strength for the last you know four games like he's been doing uh historically except for last year the games account exactly exactly uh, but Shaw, you're the lowest on Austin Eckler. You have him down at number seven. Uh, care to share your reasons why? Yeah, yeah, Mister Mister, what were you calling him, Mister Excellent? Austin yeah, Mister, out my top five. That's what I call him. <laughs> get out there. Yeah, get out my top five, Mister. Get out my top five because you you don't belong there. I got King Henry, Jonathan Taylor, CMC, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris. There's no room for Eckler and Mixon. There's no room. Yeah, I mean he's he's. <sighs> I mean, Mixon, I wish was in my top five. It was him and Najee. I just, I gave Najee the nod there. But why is, is it more but, um, that there's better people ahead of I just, Eckler? Or is it something, like, do you have a problem with Eckler? Is that why he's down there? So, it was something, yeah, kind of both. I don't know why, man. But uh, I, I just might have a personal bias against the dude. I don't know why. But the second reason is because just that defense is going to be excellent. Mm-hmm. It's going to be getting stuff done. Now, here's the thing. I think their turnovers are going to lead to points. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to continue to run it. I mean, if they have the lead and all that, like Eckler, like, you know, that could prove to go against my point. And Eckler could actually do better than what I'm saying, which is a possibility. Do you know that he but, scored all of his touchdowns last season inside the red zone? See, that's the thing. Maybe touchdowns. he's a snatcher. Maybe he's a point snatcher. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, like, I'm not fully fully knowledge on the uh, school of Austin Eckler right now. Like I've, I've seen a lot of his plays. Uh, trust me. I've seen ships fantasy points and him uh, cheer about it week <laughs> after week. So I know he's good. I know they use him well in the passing game, really well in the passing game, mm-hmm. but he's out of my top seven because Dalvin cook, Najee Harris, CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, they all run their team. Yeah. Like they're all focal points of their team. And that's, that's no question. So the, the entire team is going to revolve around them. I just hope to God the O-line holds up. Maybe Austin Eckler is not going to be sniping red zone points anymore. Yeah, I think he will. It's a fair point. Some, 
he'll hit some touchdown regression because 20 touchdowns and feel free to fact check me on that because I'm pretty sure he had 20 <laughs> touchdowns uh, last year. So uh, actually going to have to check. There's that. no way that that's nuts. He does 20 true. touchdowns. That's freaking again. nuts. But yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, moving on though. Number four, Christian McCaffrey. 12, wait, 12 and eight. Wait a second. 12 and eight. See, yep, I told him 20. <laughs> hey, man, shout out Austin Eckler. Shout out True. Austin Eckler. Shout out. Anyway. Uh, Good job, bro. You're, Good you're job. Right. You're right. Christian McCaffrey, number four. <laughs> Patrick and I have him at three. And so does Shaw. Has him at number three. So we are all in agreement. Hey, that Christian McCaffrey we like that. is... He's right in there in that top three. Can't really have him out of the top three. He's incredible. I almost, you know, I wanted to stat him, you know, as as someone who has been burned by McCaffrey before. I wanted to stat him out of, you know, vindictiveness, but he's just too good on a per game basis. What do you think, Patrick? Right, and they just got an upgrade at quarterback over Sam Darnold, at least. So. Yeah, I missing the last couple games due to injury or last couple seasons, sorry, due to injury. Um, I think he's going to come back with a little bit more of a fire. Plus, I mean, he is still going to be the focal point of that offense. And hopefully Baker can, you know, see him open. He's going to mm-hmm. they're going to develop a chemistry, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, number five, Dalvin Cook is our consensus number five. I've got him down at six. Actually, yeah, four of us have Dalvin Cook at number six. Shaw has him at number four, so you're the highest on him, Shaw. What do you like about Dalvin Cook? Cook cooks, and that's a fact. (laughs) He's never really had no line. He's never truly had a threat of a quarterback. Um, the, the dude has had to work for everything he's ever had in the NFL. And he has broken broken his body doing so. <laughs> and he's came back from those injuries. Yeah. And he's still been that dude. So even though he's a little banged up right now, I'm going to still give it to him. I'm going to still give him the benefit of the doubt because I saw him come back from injury already. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, same Adrian Peterson vibe. I still think he's going to dominate, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson. He's getting a lot of attention on the outside now, so I don't think they can stack up the box as well as they used to on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they added a few guys to that Vikings offense, didn't they? Didn't they draft somebody? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'll check on that one. They may have. They added someone to the uh, wide receivers group. Yeah, I can't remember who, oh, but what a, they're going to take yeah. attention off either way. Let's not get into it. It's going to be sidetracked. But either <laughs> way, you know, it's going to take attention off. Let's just focus on the fact that Justin Jefferson's going to excel his next year. You know, it's going to take the top off of the defense. So it's going to lead the inside a little weak, which, you know, Dalvin Cook can probably eat off that mm-hmm. if the line wants to hold up. So I'm just going to bet on that, that they will. I don't know if that's going to bite me, but I hope not. It's well, possible. Kevin O'Connell was, you know, he was the head coach. He was named head coach and he was the Rams OC when he was named head coach of the Vikings. So I think they're just going to be a lot more offensively, you know, minded team, especially with, mm. I mean, they scored a lot of points last season and still they lost 
what was it? 14 of their first 15 games were one possession games and they did not fare well in those games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, was a trivia question of mine. So I, I, I really, <laughs> I really do think that they are going to actually take a step forward offensively this season. And they have no reason not to, because they got to ride Dalvin cook, Kirk cousins and Justin Jefferson, who, you know, Jefferson Pause. and Cook are both phenomenally talented <laughs> offensive players. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that offense does project, the Kevin O'Connell offense does project to be more pass-happy uh, offense, which one could argue, well, you know, the wide receiver stands to benefit. But Dalvin Cook catches, you know, he catches so many passes out of the backfield. He's extremely versatile. He's in that same pass-catching tier as Eckler and CMC. Uh, in my book. So I think that yeah. this just means more scoring opportunities for Dalvin Cook. But uh, moving on, mm. guys, we got to continue this. Number six, Najee Harris is coming in at number six on our consensus rankings. Okay. Let's see. Patrick, you have the same uh, ranking as me. You, we both have him at seven. Shaw's got him up at five. Shaw, what do you like about Najee? Y'all just y'all just hate man. Najee's <laughs> gonna run that team. Like I said, Big Ben's gone. Um, Juju's gone. So wide receivers, you know, I, I say lost a core member in that group. Lost a core member at quarterback. Even if everybody wants to rip on Big Ben, like he he was a good general, just didn't have the arm as last year, sadly. Um, so I say Najee's gonna take a step forward. Uh, you know, O line's gonna be able to shift to pass block to run block, hopefully pretty well. Yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, Najee did a great job last season, you know, and that was his first season where he had to learn everything and not in the best condition for a running back because you know the O line's not great in Pittsburgh, but it's not terrible at the same time. Well, mm-hmm. so, well, what you got, Patty? So, all right, to your point though, don't you think there'll be some you know regression to the mean a little bit? Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's got his experience now. He kind of knows how to run his holes, learning the playbook more. And then the offense at the same time is going to probably be surrounded more around him rather than Big Ben. So at the same time, you know, they're going to probably weigh their ducks a little bit. Maybe the rookie QB can do some wild stuff and change that up and prove me totally wrong. And then he becomes the vocal point. But right now, I, I just see Najee running that team. So having him in the top five for fantasy just totally sounded logical to me. I don't know. Did you know that he didn't fumble last season? Uh, I see. Not at all. Uh, like, that's, also, yeah, that's my point. Talk about that's, that's good fantasy. He didn't even fumble. I'm not talking about a fumble. I don't, I'm not talking about a fumble lost. He didn't even fumble it. So, yeah. I mean, this is why I flipped him and Eckler. Because, I mean, if you compare the situations, you got Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen. There's another wide receiver over there on the Chargers who's crazy good. I don't know why I'm skipping on him. I'm, I'm not a nice guy. Josh at the end of the day, like Herbert's got, you know, his options. Yeah. It, there you go. At the end of the day, he's got options. Our boy Pickett, like he, he's got two good uh, receivers, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to say chemistry ain't there yet. I, I haven't seen it. So I like in my eyes, Najee's running that team until I see other ones, yeah, you know, here's, here's my thing. I think that Mitch Trubisky is going to be the quarterback uh, for the Steelers <laughs> to start, to start the year. Okay. 
I I totally the first three minutes. <laughs> hey, it's possible, but I I think Mitch Trubisky is a better quarterback <laughs> than people give him credit for because Matt Nagy is a worse coach than people give him credit for. Uh, coach of the year, coach of the year, baby. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe in the upside down, but uh, I think that he was he is <laughs> twenty eighteen. 2018, and then the upside down got reversed by the double doink. <laughs> That's, That's what a I'm fact. Talking about. I'm, talk, I'm talking fact. about. I don't like care. you know, like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> Actual coaching achievements. Yes, yes. But I think Mitch Trubisky starts, and even if Kenny Pickett takes the job, you know, I think one of Najee's biggest perks was Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, arm that was made of styrofoam. So. Because it was, he just got checked down after check down. I think one game he had uh, twenty targets or something like that, twenty five targets. In one in one of those games, it was something crazy. Yeah, it was something like that. It was insane. Exactly. So you know, I don't think that he, Kenny Pickett is going to continue to check down, check down, and neither is uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think that that's not what they want to do on offense, especially when you got he a caught seventy four like, passes last season. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That's wide receiver numbers. So, yep, that is actually, <laughs> I, I see him as regressing in that area. And since, you know, we talk about PBR formats, I think that's going to affect him. And I, and I don't think, I think that having, you know, you've got Deontay Johnson, you got George Pickens, you got Chase Claypool. And I, I just don't think that's what they want to do on offense. I think they want to air it out as much as they can, but they were limited last year because you know, Big Ben, you know, he didn't want to retire. And what are you going to do if your quarterback doesn't want to retire, you know? So. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he almost had 2,000 yards. Like, we're not even talking about that. He had 1,200 rushing, 467 receiving. Like, that's actually pretty oh, yeah. insane he was excellent. for a rookie. He was, he was great, yeah. I, and I think, I think he'll be great. This is not bash Najee Harris. I literally have him once. I have, a one, I have a one spot below our consensus ranking. So this is not the hate on Najee day. But uh, moving on, we got Joe Mixon coming in at number seven. I am the, I think I'm the highest on Mixon of anybody. I have him up at number five. Shaw, you have him at six. Patrick's got him down at number 10. Patrick, why is Joe Mixon down at 10 for you? Uh, why do you hate Joe Mixon, Patrick? <laughs> Over to you, oh, Patrick. Okay, so this why is, is the accusatory, you know. <laughs> Well, just, you know, terrible human being, too. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he, Jesus. No. Jesus. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, it's not really an indictment against Joe Mixon. It's more of a, you know, I believe there are others that are going to be better than him. And we'll talk about those later, uh, including uh, the, per- what are we at? Seven, which is where. Najee Harris is, mm. but I've got several people that are ahead of Joe Mixon. Yeah, we'll I just that. believe the offense is going to be a little bit more well-rounded. I think Joe Burrow is going to want to air it out a lot more. Mm-hmm. With that receiving yeah. core, why wouldn't you want to air it out a lot more? And he is not – Mixon doesn't uh, – I don't think he caught as many passes out of the backfield. Uh, I'd have to check his uh, reception numbers, but I don't think they were as much as, you know – I think P. Ryan was the pass catcher. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did catch the ball uh, a lot out of the backfield, but Mixon could catch the ball. 
when he was when it was drawn up that way. So I see I love Joe Mixon this year. And again, I may be biased because he also was on my fantasy team. But the offensive line got better. I think this offense will be even better than they were last year. And that just means more scoring opportunities for uh, that, that team. And when they're, you know, when they're in the red zone, Joe Mixon gets the ball and he gets a lot of carries. So I think that, uh, yeah, he I, does. I, I, could, I see what you're saying and I could see it going that way. So we'll see, but he, he's, he's very good. And I, I just don't see, I don't know. I don't see him regressing too much in that area. What about you, Sean? Mm-hmm. He ain't. That old line's getting built. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to regress? Nah. <laughs> I know you said you don't, but I'm just saying right, he's right. not. The old line's getting stronger. They honestly arguably won the Super Bowl. If the old line hold up like three more seconds and Jalen Ramsey was on the ground while Jamar Chase was sprinting down the sideline. So No, they would have won the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. that's a good setup for Joe Mixon. <laughs> if Quinn, if Quentin Spain hasn't just give, give the man like three, three seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I have no remorse. Shaq Mason and Brandon Graham. I'll never go. I'll never, never change in my head. <laughs> Love. Never go Brandon away. Graham. Yeah, the Love pain him. never goes away. The pain never goes away, <laughs> Bengals fans. The pain never goes away. So yeah, but long story short, uh, y'all building. Uh, Joe Mixon's going to be probably a lot better. Uh, you know, barring any injuries. You know, pray that doesn't happen. But. Uh, Who's going to be a beast? Yeah. Weapons are still there. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Uh, who's the tight end? Uzuma? Yeah. No, no he, he left. Go crazy. But they. It's Hayden Hurst. He now. did. Yeah, he Hayden left Hurst. for the Jets. Who did they get? They got someone, though. Who did they get? Hayden Hurst. That was a good guy they got. I knew I knew it didn't sound right. So Hayden Hurst. Still a great setup. And honestly, arguably, maybe a better receiver, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, we can see how that goes, but Joe Mixon's going to go crazy. Weapons are distract everything. O line's getting stronger. End of discussion. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, number eight, Nick Chubb, Cleveland. Okay, the Chubster. He is going to be pretty good next year, I think. Wait, what? Hang on, stop. Where do we have Nick Chubb? Number Nick Chubb, eight? number eight. Consensus number eight. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick is the lowest on Nick Chubb of all of us. He's down at 13. I have Nick Chubb at 10. So I'm a little bit lower. <clears throat> nice. And Shaw also has him at 10. You. Yeah. Rob is the highest of, oh no, Nick is the highest. Uh, no, sorry. Sorry. Rob is the highest. Of course. Rob is Nick the, bias. No, Rob is the oh, highest never of. Uh, never mind. I psyched. They're next to each other. Rob has him at four. Nick has him at five. So they, they love Chubb. Oh my god! And I don't. They see... don't think Kareem Hunt exists or something. Like they, they think he's just he's gone. I just know Jacoby Brissett exists, and that that means that they're gonna be running <laughs> running into stacked boxes for at least eight games. You know. No, so sure. I, I just you, a you brought up the best. Bro. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth <laughs> first and foremost, please. Like go go wash you, your mouth with some soap, dog. Kobe Brissett's pretty good. Shaw, you made up a good point though. Of all the running backs we've talked about so far, and this is why I'm the lowest on you know Chubb. Really, how 
Kareem freaking exactly Hunt. like all the backups that they have. I mean, some. I mean, they're vultures. Occasional, like Naheem Hines was vultured. Jonathan touchdown Taylor a little bit last season. <laughs> and you've got some guys in there that can do that. But I mean, Kareem Hunt. That's it's almost a one-two combination. It's yeah, a one A and a one B, and Kareem Hunt is the pass catcher. Always the pass catcher. Yeah. yeah. It ain't no joke. I saw his I saw his rookie debut whenever he was on the Chiefs versus the Patriots. I'll never forget being so so pissed off at the TV screen. <laughs> and not a big fan. Not a big fan of Kareem Hunt, but I but godly do I respect the one man. of my friends yeah, so. was uh, talking him up the entire time. He's like, this rookie, he's gonna be great. He's from because my uh one of my friends went to University of Toledo for law school and he was uh mm. you know Kareem Hunt is a Toledo rocket so yep <laughs> yep and then he, and he went on to kick the crap out of all competition that came through his way yeah yeah um okay number nine we got Swifty himself DeAndre Swifty he is you know he's great I am higher on Swift I'm at number eight so I'm, you know, right about there. Patrick, you've got him all the way up at number five. Let's talk about that. Uh, Jesus. Focal point of the offense. End of story. He's good. What offense? What They're offense? Gonna, they got to at least compete, you know. It's the Lions. They don't do that. <laughs> they, they try. They try very hard. Exactly. No, I mean, seriously, DeAndre Swift, I... I believe that he has that, you know, top five potential. Seriously. Uh, if he, you know, if yeah, you were to just, I agree. I mean, look at his stats. I mean, what were they? <laughs> I love DeAndre Swift. This is just, you know, this is a little bit more personal for me. Yeah. It sounds like bias to me. Is this it sounds like that sounds like that boy's fan. gonna be drowning behind that O line. <laughs> yeah, she's in the room right now, holding a gun to my head over this, you know, thing, but making sure that I you don't see this on camera right now. Right but now. there's like, yeah, pretty much. She was threatening me. It's time to get swifty. She was threatening me all day about it. No, I, I really do think that um, that offense is going to take a step forward this year. And it's his third year. It's going to be kind of a make it or break it kind of year. I don't think Jamal Williams is going to vulture as much. Uh, the The problem with Swift is, can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, he's definitely going to be at five for me. But, I mean, if he can't, obviously, my ranking is moot. Okay. That's uh, fair. Yeah. All right. Now, moving on to the next one. Uh, Shaw's going to really like this one. Because, well, I think he's actually got him out where he's where uh, the consensus is. We've got uh, Leonard Fournette, old Lenny, at number ten. I have him at nine. So does Patrick. Shaw's got him down at eleven. So you know we're pretty much uh, in unison. Leonard Fournette's great. Uh, but I've got a question here for you guys because James Connor is number eleven. Okay, and. I've got him as my number 11, so that's right on the money. Patrick's got him at 14, and Shaw's got him at 13. Okay, who would you rather have? You're staring down the barrel of your your draft. Who would you trust more as your RB1, Leonard Fournette or Nick Chubb? Leonard Fournette. 
Yeah, I'm not even gonna let you. Oh, sorry, not wait, not Ooh, Nick Chubb. Wait, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, or or DeAndre Swift. Yeah, James Conner. Or sorry, James James Conner. I am butchering. Wait, this. oh hang God, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. God, shit, get it together, shit, yeah, get it together, shit, get it together. Who would you rather have, Leonard Fournette or James Conner as your RB one? God, yeah, Leonard Fournette, Fournette, ten times, eleven times out of ten, eleven times out of ten, Fournette, definitely. Shaw go. So, Fournette, anytime I've ever seen that man one-on-one versus a DB on the sideline, he has ran that man over and embarrassed him and made the DB want to quit football. So, I'm not going to say that man is less of a man than the other dude. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> always going to go Leonard Fournette. Okay. Fair enough. That's a man. That's a man right there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting in his way. I don't think anybody else should. Just, I think that's good advice. All right. Uh, <laughs> the reason I would say Fournette is, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The reason I would say Fournette is he played 15 games last year. He only started six on 202 rushing attempts and 752 yards. He had 15 touchdowns. That's a ridiculous amount of touchdowns per attempts. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. going to be a regression to the mean a bit on that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I disagree. I, th- I think we said the same thing, but you said the thing with more numbers. <laughs> Less numbers. Good. Shaw doesn't like numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Fournette pushed people over and scored touchdowns. <laughs> Thank you for How that. How do those numbers analysis, translate Shaw? to fantasy wins, Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever ask me on fantasy advice. All right. Rounding out. This is a fantasy running back segment. (laughs) (laughs) You are required to give fantasy advice for this. Yeah, yeah, don't ignore that. Ignore that. Ignore that. Saquon, (laughs) Saquon, right? What's up with Saquon? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Saquon. Number 12, rounding out our top 12 is Saquon Barkley. This, you know, I don't have him in my top 12. It kind of makes me want to puke to see him in the top 12 again. uh, He's at 15 for me. You messed up. Patrick has him at 15 as well. Nick is Nick doesn't have him in his top uh, fifteen, and for Shaw, Shaw, you got him. Wait, no, sorry, Nick has him at the highest of at anybody. Nine. No, 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 Nick has the Nick has the same as Shaw. They're both at nine. So tell me why you like Saquon for fantasy. Let's go, Nick. Uh. So out of all the halfbacks I've talked about, I know I've already brought Adrian Peterson up, like talking about what Dalvin Cook about and, you know, bouncing back from injury. But my main thing with Saquon is, you know, he hasn't really had that chance to get healthy yet. So in my eyes, I think this is his healthy year. You know, I'm not in his medical uh, receipts and everything, but mm-hmm. uh, I think this is the year he gets healthy. Now, true that uh, Lions O-line is a uh, dog doo-doo, and that's giving it a compliment at best. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to give it to Daniel Jones. I really hope him and Tony can connect and get some stuff done and take the top off for Saquon just to make some moves on the inside. If he does, if he gets that just that little bit, he just gets, just gets that little bit. I think Saquon's really going to pop off and go back to his old self. But, you know, we got to see him bounce back from injury, which we really didn't see last year. So just off of his talent alone from what we've seen, like I trust him to come back. But that's why he's not even in my top five. Because if Saquon's that guy, he's top five. He's top three. Yeah. But with that O-line and Daniel Jones unproven, yeah, we see that. They did improve the O-line in the draft. And 
I think that it would be very, very difficult for them to be worse uh, on offense than they were last year. I think they were <laughs> top, bottom. They were definitely bottom three in points per game. So I think that if Saquon's healthy, then the path is there. But I'll I'll believe it when I see it because he's been he hasn't been useful for fantasy for longer than Christian McCaffrey hasn't been useful for fantasy. So we'll see. We'll see for him. But that is going to do it for our top God 12 fantasy running backs. We'll go through that again. we got number one, Jonathan Taylor. Then we got Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and Saquad Barkley. Let's move on to some fantasy running back sleepers. Oh, yeah. There we go. Stop. All right. Here we go. I'll go first with this. My running back sleeper is Rashad Penny. Okay. Has he been injured almost his entire career? Of course. But he is currently the Word. 41st running back off the board according to sleeper and PPR formats. That is unbelievable. He's going behind Ken Walker. And I understand, you know, he's the first round draft pick. He's got the hype. He was a great college prospect. People forget that Rashad Penny was a first round draft pick. He's got that pedigree as well. And get this in 2021, when he went on that tear for six or so games, when he received 10 or more carries, y'all want to guess, uh, how many yards he averaged, if you don't already know? I do not. I'm a dumb guy. Patrick? Uh, yards per carry on those? No, uh, how many 4. yards 5. he averaged per game? Oh. When he received 10 or more carries in those last six games, or any games, and the, any games um, last season when he received 10 or more oh. carries. I'm going to say he averaged over a buck. So I'm going to say 105. 118 yards is what he averaged oh, with almost well. seven yards per carry. And he averaged a touchdown each game, a whole touchdown. So Jesus Christ, he was on a tear. He That's was unbelievable. And if he can keep that up, he's a top five. He's a top five running back. And you got him as the 41st running back drafted. So also, you know, I can respect that as a final, honestly. as a final note, Chris Carson's health is becoming more doubtful every day. You know, he may not play another snap of football. And right now, Pete Carroll has said that it's Rashad Penny's job to lose. And on one of the run heaviest offenses, you know, they kind of have to be run heavy with Drew Locke uh, at the helm currently. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that he's got the potential and the path there. Patrick, who's your sleeper? Yeah, for sure. My sleeper um, in that terms is Elijah Mitchell. Okay. See, he was one of those, you know, very good. If you could get on that early last year, he went undrafted mm-hmm. through almost all fantasy formats. And if you were able to snatch him up, whether it was just, you know, spending the fab on him or you just happened to uh, get him. 
uh, he was fantastic. And I don't know why he's going at like the running back 24. I mean, a running back 25 right now. I think he absolutely has the potential to break into the top 10 on a potentially run heavy. I mean, usually a run schemed offense in San Francisco as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just uh, phenomenal. Absolutely. And I don't know why he's not being uh, considered for that top 10 positions. I don't necessarily have him there yet because a lot remains to be seen about San Francisco's offense. But that's why I have Elijah Mitchell. That's why he's my uh, sleeper. And if you are in that position to draft him in the, you know, fifth or sixth round and he's still falling to you, or maybe like the, probably like the fourth round and he's falling Mm -hmm. to you. I'd take him. Absolutely. I think the difficulty people have with Penny is that, and this is true, the last four years, I think, San Francisco had a different RB1. So I think it's it's just, I think, like you said, it's the the confusion in that RB, uh, that, that running back room with Shanahan. But we know that whoever is the lead back is going to be great for fantasy. So... I agree with you that Elijah Mitchell probably has the best chance right now. Over to you, Shaw. That's a weird one. I'm going with Travis Etienne. Okay. Um, the guy never really got his fair shot in the NFL because, uh, first of all, injury. Second of all, Urban Meyer. Yeah, I don't hate it. And I think that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. The guy ran a 4-4-3 four, four, and was even putting James Conner on the bench before even really playing. So... James Conner was beasting. Like, let's just be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he's still getting first team reps without really even having that NFL experience under his belt. Yeah. So I think he's going to destroy just because the way they're like Doug Peterson, everybody's surrounding around him. And I've seen the way Doug Peterson schemes. I think it's going to really, really, really benefit him as a halfback. So I, I just don't see Travis Etienne failing unless, you know, he barred any injury or horrible things that happen. I don't think Doug Peterson's going to any chop house bars or anything. Right. Right. I think Travis, I think he's going to do great. Yeah. I think you're right. Mm. Um, I like that. I, I like that. I think I would definitely be tra- targeting Travis Etienne in my address for sure. Uh, Nick gave me his sleeper. He wanted me to share that with you guys. His sleeper is Javante Williams. Now, normally this isn't a huge, you wouldn't consider this a sleeper, but to Nick, with Melvin Gordon, and I see his point, with Melvin Gordon back, he's out of Nick's top 20, Javante Williams is. And this is coming from Nick, the resident Denver Broncos fan. So, you know, his reasoning I, is, you know, Javante I have Williams. Him. Go ahead. I had him at number eight in my board i think he's going to be phenomenal this is his breakout year smoking crap. i mean i'm just saying no javante williams is i believe i wouldn't have put him anywhere near 20 and that's not where he's going in drafts at all he's going agreed in like mock drafts i've done he's going uh, around the turn in the second or third round so mm-hmm. oh my yeah. god no he's gonna be great if good for good, if he earns that spot, you know they start to fade Melvin Gordon a little bit because Melvin Gordon was great last year. He was actually very, very good. Yeah, I don't know why they fade him. Yeah, I don't know why they fade him for that. I think I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't see anything changing for them. 
but I do see the offense getting better with Russ there. So we'll see. We'll see. I think Javante does have that potential to be top, you know, top eight. So I think that's going to be No, I mean, I, I completely agree with it. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I mean, I, the only thing I want to add in is, I mean, looking down at my top 15, like I, I don't know if you noticed shit, but I literally had Javante Williams slash Melvin Gordon mm-hmm, in that. parentheses. Whoever takes the number one job, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's right there. I, I totally agree. I literally I can't even choose who's going to win. Melvin Gordon's beast, so, yeah. Javante Williams beast, and he's younger. So let's see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So other than that, Pat, Patty, what you got for trivia? Okay, so wait, this is going to be the transition. A... The transition. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Transition. Oh my gosh, false start. <laughs> Where's the whistle? <laughs> <laughs> Replacement refs over here with the whistle being really late. We transitioned. Shut up. <laughs> Give us your trivia. Trivia. <laughs> Fine. Gosh. All right. So, all right. Jesus so, Christ. your trivia. It's going to be another. All right. It's going to be another. Who am I? Shaw, you weren't. Uh, you remember the one that we did, like, I think it was the first week yeah, or so. I can figure out who am yeah, I. Okay. You're, you're right. yeah, I'm going to guess who you are. But, so the theme is uh, 2015 NFL draft. Oh, I was round three, pick 86 out of Northern Iowa. Uh, my stats, I have 4,647 rushes on 995 attempts. Oh, wait, hang on. No, I have 4,047. My zeros look like sixes. Um, giving me 4.1 yards per carry career average and 39 touchdowns. I have 18 reception, receiving touchdowns on 273 receptions, 2,758 yards. And I've lost 10 fumbles. Anybody want to take a crack at it? 2015 NFL draft. Running back, 2015. Third round. Third round, mm. Northern Iowa. Was it a Ravens guy? It was not. Oh, you got to say the name. Now Chip can go. Uh, that's nah, tough. And I, he's still I, playing I right thinking. now? So, Is that all right, you can give we can me, move on no? to the next part. Come on, so come we can on, move on to the next part. He is not still playing right now. He's currently a free agent. Give me the hint again. Give me the hint again. He's currently a free agent right now. Before that, before oh, that, I was just giving you his career stats and when he was drafted. He was uh, round three, pick eighty six out of Northern Iowa. I'll tell you, he's six one two twenty four. Six one two twenty four. Uh, no, 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 not the Cardinals guy. 2016 was my best season. David Johnson? David freaking Johnson. David freaking Johnson. David freaking Johnson. (laughs) Oh, man. It's David freaking Johnson. I was going to get to the point where 2016 was the best season. (laughs) He was a pro bowler that season. Yep, David Johnson. David Johnson. 15 straight games. With one hundred and plus, with one hundred plus scrimmage yards, that tied an Jesus. NFL record set by Barry Sanders. Yeah. Did he do that? Yes, he yeah. did. I, he was he did amazing. Let's, I knew Dang. he was crazy. Yeah, yeah I right. was going to tell you he played for two franchises, and he's currently a free agent. Let's see. Oh man! 
Oh man, do, do I have the thing? Do I have the hang thing on, now? On, do we want to give it to him? I could go one, uh, one second. Give me the thing. Give me the thing. I have. I have a question. I want the thing. Shaw, you will get your thing. Okay, okay. you will All get right. your rant. But I have a I question for you guys. I want you guys to look at my screen real quick. Okay. All right. These are the top scoring offenses for the last ten years. Y'all see that? Yeah. Okay, we got the counting back twenty twenty one. We got the Cowboys, the Green Bay, Baltimore, Kansas City, L.A., Atlanta, oh my Panthers, God. Green Bay again, Denver, Patriots. Which one of those offenses had the highest points per game? I really just want to say Carolina. The, hold up. It's either that or Falcons because the Matty Ice is going like knocking twats, bro. So is your what's your guess, Shaw? Oh man, 2012? No, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning threw. Oh my God, Peyton Manning threw fifty. I'm going to say 2013 Broncos. Yeah, was my guess. I want to say 2013 Broncos, but I'm I'm really feeling 2015 Panthers. It's 2013 Broncos. That is correct. 37.8. Yeah, let's go. Paid man. 37.8 points Who's per number game. two on that list? Do you know who I was number two on that list? Was, hang on, I've got that. Was uh, it the Ravens? I want to say yes. Because I almost said the Baltimore Ravens. Let me see. Long story short, I'm ready for my thing. No, I, I marked it out. Anyway. Yeah, Shaw, let's, let's hear your thing and let's get out of here. All right, tell me when the timer's ready. When you hear the whistle, your time has started. Go. I'm, I'm, oh, Zach Wilson is that dude. Zach Wilson is that guy. Zach Wilson has that dog in him. Zach Wilson went from the infamous to the famous within one post from a jealous ex-girlfriend who turned into a spurned ex-girlfriend. Within one post, Zach Wilson went from villain to hero in the hearts of NFL fans. And let me say, I bought my Zach Wilson jersey and I play to well at wear. And I am a Patriots fan. Zach Wilson, let's go! <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, you plan to well it where? That's what I heard. <laughs> that yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah, I'm gonna well it where. <laughs> My All gosh! Right. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up there. Zach Wilson, don't be wearing jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, and make sure you follow us. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for sticking it through. We had a little hiatus for uh, like three or four weeks where we couldn't put some stuff out. We're trying to get in person, but we're still working out the kinks of recording in person. So, you know, before the, before the season begins, we will be in person. And I think the sound quality will be there to be able to facilitate that. But until then, uh, stay tight. All right. And follow us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter. Fourth, 4th4th.and.4four. Okay. And as always, thank you for listening. Peace out. Let's go, Zach Bullshit. <laughs> We're out.